0: are you tired of brands marketing at you like you're a computer not a human we believe there's more to this business than worshiping at the feet of the algorithm we're three marketers matt banker Paige worthy and david hepburn marketing can be empathetic ethical and effective all at once
1: I am a fighter. this
0: is hello first name a marketing podcast for thinking feeling humans All right, we are back with another episode of Hello First Name, the podcast for thinking, feeling humans. Before we get started, you can find episode recordings, YouTube videos, transcripts, and a place to subscribe for email updates on the show on our website, which is HelloFirstNamePod.com. I'm David, and we are three creatives in the marketing industry, and I am here with my fellow co-hosts.
2: I'm Matt Banker. Uh, I have a... I have an agency called Banker Creative. We design websites for well, with, with the StoryBrand framework, and I have another agency called Benchmark Growth, which is marketing for accounting firms.
1: Overachiever, <laughs> I'm PageWorthy <laughs> of PageWorthy LLC. I am a StoryBrand certified guide and a radically empathetic marketer working with businesses that give a shit.
0: And I'm David Hepburn. I am the chief creative officer at Hepburn Creative. We're a video production company and marketing strategy firm based out of San Diego, California. And we work with businesses and nonprofits to create videos and marketing strategy that encourage their audiences to take action. And we all three of us are here because we believe that marketing can be empathetic, ethical and effective all at the same time. And that's really important right now because today on this episode, we're talking about marketing during times of tragedy and turmoil. And the reality is that right now, there is a lot going on around us. There are plenty of examples everywhere you look of tragedy and turmoil, even if it's not happening in our own lives. The really important thing that we as marketers have to remember is we're not marketing based on what's happening to us. We're marketing- There's
1: a whole wide (laughs) world of-
0: there is a whole wide world awfulness. of other people experiencing things. Yes. And so, you know, there's things going on all around us. Like it, here in the United States, there was the January 6th insurrection. There's mass shootings happening on the regular, particularly in Uvalde, Texas. There's police violence and white supremacy. And there's Supreme Court decisions like the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And so... What we want to do, and Paige is gonna take us into the deep dive about this, is we wanna talk about what the ick about the ick factor of marketing when the world is burning and what we <laughs> how how to navigate that. And so Paige, why don't you take us through some of that?
1: Great. Um, so this, this is a topic that I have wanted to talk about from the very beginning when I was I was slow playing it a little bit to kind of get our feet under us because there's a lot to talk about. Within this topic, Um, so, you know, the I I think the first place to start is to to recognize that as as marketers and as businesses, we do not have to be just constantly selling ourselves. Right. Um, If you're working with clients, you're in a place in this current moment, whether social, economic, uh, political, you're in a place to guide when it's appropriate to continue engaging. So there's a time to speak out about events, there's a time to go about business as usual, and there's a time to shut the fuck up, right? Absolutely. And so deciding... Which might
0: actually be one of the most important things to evaluate, depending on who you are as a business.
1: Yeah, and I I actually have in my notes, it's never bad to err on the side of STFU. Like, there are so many voices out there. There is so much noise. Yeah. If you can't say something that contributes to the discussion or the moving past or the healing or, or whatever, it's okay to sit this one out, <laughs> it's totally allowed. Paige,
2: are you, are, are you talking about like being quiet on an issue that you don't have anything to talk about? Or are you saying, are you talking about like just being quiet in general, like kind of going dark as a brand? so the answer
1: the answer to that is yes, that's what I'm talking about so um and I, and I'll get into that a little bit um because there are sort of cascading levels of engagement mm-hmm. during this time, and I think the first thing to consider um and hopefully this won't come across as flip, but we have to consider sort of the the level of of turmoil that we're experiencing, the height of the tragedy, you know if Um, you know, in the case of like 9-11 back in 2001, that was indisputably a national tragedy where essentially I think every business should have completely halted their marketing for a time. I was a freshman in college uh, when 9-11 happened, so I have no memory of what, what marketers and what businesses did. Also, the landscape of marketing was a lot different. Like, did companies stop their direct mail campaigns? Like, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, social media mm-hmm. basically didn't exist when I was a freshman in college. So, you know, determining, okay, how how much is this affecting us as a society? How much is this affecting my direct customers? Really important things to consider. Um, and then... I, and then I think you have to think about how much is it affecting us. Um, and then just think how important is the initiative that I am looking to market, like how important is that to talk about right in this very minute? Right. And if we really take the time to think about it, the answer is probably not terribly, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, so I think considering the level there and then considering your audience, how are they affected by what's going on in the world? Um, What is the lived experience bringing them up to this moment? You know, how triggered are they going to be? How affected are they going to be because of what's happened? Um, You know, we we talk about the the psychographics of our audiences what motivates them to buy but understanding what motivates them in their lives you know if yeah. if if you have inroads to understanding that yeah. that's insight to put into into use yeah. um but basically how can you show empathy toward them
0: right. during this time and it and it feels like it's really easy to in in the world of interactions that we have on a daily basis whether that's mm-hmm. in person with friends and family and the people within our immediate circles or mm-hmm. on the more expanded circles that we have of social media and the the globalization that has taken place and the reach of our voice yes. it's it's I, I understand that for a lot of people using the freight using a phrase like triggered has become really heavily loaded down yes, both it has. both both with the meaning <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the you know the direct connotation of an attachment to guns and also in the like socio-political way that yes. we talk about oh it being has, triggered and it you has know, become that...
1: very politicized um, Absolutely. and I I sort of like internally cringed as I was preparing to say that, but <laughs> right. um, but what's important? But to I couldn't under- think of another word,
0: <laughs> right? Because what's important to think about is that in the same way that hopefully with our inner circle of friends and family we are thoughtful in our responses to each other on the regular in all things, that same level of thoughtfulness needs to be brought into the words and posts and how you market as a brand during times of tragedy and turmoil.
1: Yep. Yep. And I think part of, part of approaching marketing during times of turmoil and tragedy is giving it some thought before you're in a position where, oh, it's time to figure out like, oh, should we pause our automations? Oh, should we make a statement about this? Take a step back. Maybe now, you know, it's it's been a couple of mm-hmm. weeks since our you know, since abortion rights started rolling back, it's been a couple months since the last like really bad mass shooting. Um, you know, nobody stormed the Capitol in the last year. So really we're in pretty ace shape right now. So maybe now is a great time to evaluate mm-hmm. what issues are your issues, either as yeah. a marketer thinking about your personal brand, um, a business leader um, you know, operating within the spheres of both your business and your industry or, you know, whatever niche you exist in and to your business itself, Um like where mm-hmm. we're going to exhaust ourselves if we take a stand on every single thing. We're also going to give our audiences whiplash Um mm-hmm. for some people. Maybe maybe that works, right? Like maybe you actually do care deeply about all of these things and you want to try and hit every ball that comes your way. Um right. That's that's not me uh, because <laughs> my little empathetic brain would explode. Um, yeah. So. Pick your your battles, I guess, like decide mm-hmm. what issues do you as a business care about? Do the issues relate to your own your own personal moral standing your sense of justice do they relate to what you're offering like are they actually relevant to your mission as a business like david i know that uh refugee issues are massive for hepburn creative um and for me like i'm i'm one person right i am an intersectional feminist abortion rights um you know racial justice um and and other like pretty radical feminist issues like are really my bailiwick so that's that's where i live um but that's not really directly related to the business that i do and right. matt i i have to imagine there are there are certain things that you care a lot about that aren't just like <laughs> i want accountants to Account really well, like <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's that's about it. The only the only issue I care about is math. Um, <laughs> for co- no, I, you know it's a it's a challenge. One thing I, I think about is you you kind of have to choose what what you care about. We are, as people we we care about a lot of different things, yeah. and we can also get. I think it's easy to get ramped up on. Any issue that comes out, right? We we live in these algorithmic bubbles sometimes, and with the internet and the way the algorithms work, the stuff that comes to the surface and that we see, we could be constantly in like cause mode, um, yes. and and never get out of you know the the marketing work or some of this other stuff. That I mean, truthfully, it's it's important. So understanding, you know, there are times as as people as as brands or the brands that we're helping to market, you do need to say something or you need to, to intentionally say nothing, but you want to be in a situation where you're not constantly reactive because yeah. there's Agreed. always going to be something to react to. Uh, Especially and, and as a brand, Yeah. It, I, as we were talking about this, I was just thinking like, when, when can we have this conversation when it's not about a specific thing that just happened? And yeah, you mentioned, right. you know, it, we're in a, we're in a lull, maybe. You know, this part of ju- end of July
1: stated in twenty twenty stated very, stated very, very sarcastically. I was um, like, yeah. I
0: don't. I don't know that that's. You know, that's the the reality is. There's never a good time. There isn't to mm-hmm. to start. You know, it, it's kind of like what they say about you know. Reforestation. We're getting ready to go uh, do a video shoot with a with an org that does this, so it's fresh in my mind. But like that, the the quote is, you know, the best time to plant trees yep. was a hundred years ago, and the second best time to plant trees is now. Yep. And mm-hmm. so the same is true in how you evaluate how to respond, how to market during turmoil and tragedy. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the best time to have decided how to do it is already. But that isn't <laughs> yes. an opportunity to say, mm-hmm. don't don't lose heart and say, well, yeah. forget it. There's no reason for me to do this. Then it's too late. You can always like now is the time to start. And, and you know, as you think about, like Paige said, figuring out what are the things that are important to you, both personally and as a brand, you know, if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what I'm passionate about, or I don't know what issues I care about, just know that you're not the only one feeling that way, mm-hmm. because For as passionate as we are as a brand at Hepburn Creative and as passionate as I am as a person about the issues of refugees and immigration in the United States, four years ago, I I had no idea that was such a passion. And I sat there in a conversation and said, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And now I look back on that and I laugh because it's like, oh, Holy crap. I am like super passionate about the issues facing immigrants and refugees. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're sitting there feeling like you don't know what you're, you're passionate about, it'll come. You can just, it'll come. And you can just start thinking about that now. It, you don't have to know. Mm -hmm. It's a process.
1: So i part of, Oh, go ahead, Matt.
0: I was going to say
2: one, one part of our process as we've, as a company and as a person, I, I've been thinking through some of these things. Is uh, if you decide that you care about something, you also have to really look internally a little bit and make sure you have your own house in order when it comes to these things. Mm. Yes, sir. You know, as as a company, you know we're we're a small we're a small team, and especially when I was starting out, you know I I, I tapped friends and people that I knew and my personal network around building the team. And one day I looked around and I realized my, my marketing team was basically a bunch of 30 something white white guys. Um, And, you know, those were the people that uh, on one hand I knew, and on the other hand, trusted me enough to like you know, work for me when I didn't know if my business was going to be successful right. or not. But you know, then we started thinking like, do we need to speak out about you know racial justice and equity in the workplace? And then looking around, we realized, you know, we're not we're not where we think we should be or where we want to be. And so coming out and having some opinions about these things, um, you also have to be, I think that's an important part of this, being sensitive. It's not not enough for a person or a brand to just say, yeah, we care about this when it comes to being public, but then not doing the internal work of saying, what does that mean to us as a company? It's so easy to post on LinkedIn, it's hard and and you know and and i what i'd say for myself is we we know that there are areas we need to grow in and we're we want to move in that direction yeah. but you should be really aware you know don't
1: and if don't you're throw not rocks, aware
2: right other
1: people, <laughs> other people probably are, are. absolutely um, mm-hmm. there i need to find the the instagram account um and we'll we'll share it in the show notes but there was an instagram account that came out Well, specifically focused uh, on the beauty industry, but, um, you know, uh, 2020 George Floyd, um, there Mm -hmm. were a lot of statements being made, you know, platitudes around racial justice and stuff. And uh, this Instagram account started in beauty and expanded into big business in general, but they looked at the folks who were talking about how important racial justice is, and they said, show us your boards, report back to us on the makeup of your workforce, on the makeup Mm -hmm. of your board of directors, and pledge to do better once you Mm -hmm. inevitably tell us that... That your numbers are way off, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they not only ask companies to do this, but they've stayed on them. Um, you know, after companies have pledged, okay, in the next year, in the next three years, we're going to be, you know, recruit like actively recruiting these types of people, or we're going to change the makeup of our board this much. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're holding feet to the fire, and uh, they're people are watching right and that's a really important thing uh matt i love that point that you should not throw rocks from your glass house
2: (laughs) right well and sometimes you know brands don't this is a good example of like sometimes it's good to be quiet and and watch and listen but there's a there's a tension right i would i would guess that there is a time when no matter like how much room you still have to grow, a brand should speak up or or decide to you know make make a stand a little bit more publicly as well. Because it's this is where this challenge I think is for people and brands between you know what what is so important that you can't be silent about because being silent is its own sort of complicity in certain circumstances.
1: Yes, it can be, and it's and it's, then, a, it's,
0: its own statement whether or not it's complicity. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, so yeah, especially is the answer, on, it's so hard. on an issue. So on <laughs> yeah. the on the turmoil side of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially if you're if you're saying nothing about anything, um, mm-hmm. that's when you know you your absence can be conspicuous, especially if you're mm-hmm. a larger brand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I that one of one of the notes that I have here is. You know, particularly with turmoil, particularly politicized turmoil, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between bigger brands who are either expected to say something or have set a precedent that they're an organization that does so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's that set. Like REI is a really good example of a company that has put its... Uh, put its foot down on a lot of different issues. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. they they're a co-op, so they're big on advocating for their employees because it is an employee owned company. But they, um, you know, back in 2019, I think, put out a statement uh, after the Supreme Court. Remember when the Supreme Court was cool and they affirmed (laughs) uh, some core LGBTQ plus rights Mm -hmm. Um, they put out a a really short but a statement nonetheless saying you know a we're we're really glad (laughs) that the supreme court did this and we stand by this decision Um, we feel the same way and then the the president of of rei made big news a few weeks back um putting out a a statement and and a lengthy linkedin post from her personal account saying Mm -hmm. We are going to globally ensure that all of our employees who need it have access to abortion and reproductive care and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really drew a line in the sand on that issue. And of course, there's stickiness around like, well, how are you really going to do that? Like, are you going to make people tell you that they're going to get an abortion? I don't know. That's a complex situation. Mm -hmm. The whole thing sucks. Um, but it's, you know, to see a brand like that setting an example like that,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. it's amazing. And Mm -hmm. smaller businesses have different risk levels, right? Like you have to decide if you're willing to get political, if you have the appetite for controversy that that might stir up um Mm -hmm. i'm reminded of back in our first episode we uh we had a fellow story brand guide lynn tickner ask you know when is it overkill when when are you just going overboard with the the consideration of you know things that might trigger people or um Mm -hmm. things like that and um you you also have to decide like like matt said when is it when are we just like reacting to every single thing like when does right. it become something that like okay are we adding to the conversation are we just hopping on to the latest tragedy bandwagon which mm-hmm. is hideous to say but it is something that some organizations will do mm-hmm. so you have to figure out what do you care about what is your line in the sand what is right. what is the thing that you are not willing to shut up right
0: and about? one and one of the things that one of the things that you have to do once you do that is you have to figure out what's next and the best way to avoid being reactive is to get proactive in deciding ahead of time not just like how like what you're going to say like i'm not i'm not suggesting that you should Brainstorm, it's not like obituaries, you know, like for famous people where their obituaries <laughs> written years in advance, and it's like, yep. well, they're getting a little closer to death, we better update this. We should their probably update latest this. movies. By
1: right, the way, so I'm not su- um, my, my grandmother and grandfather both wrote their obituaries like 20 years before they died, yeah, <laughs> that's for Was another episode, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm not, that is... I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting it's that kind of proactiveness, but what right. you you know, let's let's talk about Paige, what are some proactive practical steps that businesses of all different sizes can take to say when something happens, I know and it and it's something that I'm passionate about, and yep. it I feel like it's something I should say something about, then what? How do yeah. how do brands decide what's after that?
1: So yeah, there's the there's the statement or the, the pausing of activities and then entering into the conversation. Um, so there's there are a couple of different things. There's uh, actually making a concrete contribution, right? Like actually having skin in the game, or mm-hmm. you can also think about rallying your audience to action, right? And having them... Join you in this thing that's really important to them. By the way, um, this this study was done back in 2017, I think. And again, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, But this study found that 78 percent of consumers want businesses to address important issues in the world. Um, And 87 percent will actually purchase a product because a company advocated for an issue they care about. Yeah. So there's a business case here to mm-hmm. be made for not just being a wallflower when, um, you know, when the earth is scorched and we're all doing right. um, <laughs> it. Have, I have feelings <laughs> about all of this. So material contributions. Um, so there are, there's one way that I take issue with. And that's, uh, you know, like when when you're at the grocery store and you're you're checking out and they say, oh, do you want to donate five dollars to, you know, help help feed a family or that's Mm -hmm. great. It's great to help feed families. okay that's not what I'm saying. But that that action is um, in part a way of for them to take your money and get a tax write-off,
2: <laughs> so it's not which
1: might sound cynical. It is, but it is. But fair. Um, yeah. But fair. Because
0: the reality is, there are benefits to how we react as businesses in times like these, okay. and I think it's really important. I think. I think we're seeing examples of. Businesses making those decisions because mm-hmm. they know it's going to be profitable for them and only when it's profitable for them. And mm-hmm. so, what you and you can, as a business, you can do that. The question you have to wrestle with is are you really making an impact on the world? In, in like, is it a net positive that this is yes. happening? Because you know, on the surface, like money going towards people, you know, feeding families that need it, like. Hunger, even in the United States, is super important. There's a couple of Huge. really great commercials ru- that Feeding America is running, and they're just killing it right now. with Feeding their, America with their is ad campaign
1: fantastic. No kid hungry as well.
0: Right, and like one that that the statistic is like one in nine kids are going hungry in the United. So like you just look around you in your neighborhood, and you're like, oh, statistically, there's a neighbor right around me yes. that is experiencing hunger. And so you have to decide what to do about but but so you don't you, you as a business have to decide at some point if you are going to market for thinking feeling humans. And I, I think I can speak for the three of us and say, this is what you have to make the decision to do is you have to look at these moments of time where you are you have the opportunity to react or not. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. you cannot people do and it sucks you can't as a as a company react because it's profitable for you you can't react because Correct. it's going to make you more money and then be like well I don't know is this a tragedy that we can capitalize on and look like we're doing good great <laughs> yeah like
1: yes barf and the reality is not barf. only is that
0: not only is that gross but your customers and your potential audience sees right through that
1: yeah, mm-hmm. they're not stupid. We so, are in an era where everybody is, can talk
0: to everybody right now. <laughs> so
1: what's the what's the alternative then to the like right. you know, buy this thing and like we'll you Performative, know or like yeah. yeah. so you know donating proceeds from your from your sales, not your profits after you recoup, you know everything, skin in the right. game, fam. Um, right. Donating proceeds, net proceeds to no, gross. Donating gross <laughs> proceeds. I don't know. That's Matt. Get your accountants on this. <laughs> um, so donating. This is what care, I care about. Making cause it one that of you're the, passionate about.
0: Making it one of the things you do first. Not yes. hey, we've recouped our costs. We've spent. You know, the money for costs of goods sold has happened. And now I'll give out of whatever that's left. Like one of the things that I heard from someone years ago that I thought was really valuable is, and this was for like personal charity, like personal giving. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think you can choose to let it apply to your business because businesses are made up of people, is that giving when you are able to give. It should give until it hurts a little bit, because that's the skin in the game that Paige is talking about. Yeah. Don't give because it's convenient. Don't give because there's a benefit to you. Give as
1: much as you can, give as not much as, as little can, as you can.
0: And then a little bit more. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. a really good point. Um, and the level up bonus here is when you've had the forethought to think about the the things that you care about. Put a policy in place, put it on your website, say, Hmm. every year we give X amount uh, from our business to this organization, or, you know, we have an initiative, uh, you know, these are the things that we care about. This is the way that we're contributing to the things that we care about. Um, Don't do it when it's hip. Right. Um, Mm So and and that that goes for for regular people too. You know, absolutely. Like political action committees campaign. Oh my god, the the capitalization on tragedy of political campaigns is appalling. And if any yeah. political marketers are listening to this podcast right now, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, really, <laughs> um, no shame on you. Okay, that's yeah.
2: all. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Can so, I... Matt.
2: Oh well, I was I was going to take this in a little bit of a different direction. Okay, um, go. I I think that the three of us we're talking a lot about kind of the political side of things, right? Yeah. There's, I think all three of us probably lean pretty far left politically. If we're talking, we're in America. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen the video, Paige is literally leaning outside of her the yes, frame of her camera right going now. Going outside the frame. Um, uh from from my perspective you're actually leaning right so you know just make sure you're no um
1: I'm a commie y'all
2: <laughs> pretty pretty much but uh it's not just about politics but obviously when right. when tragedy and turmoil come up it's it's also very divisive right people are landing mm-hmm. on both sides of those issues and you as a business um if you decide to to take a stand um Take, I guess if you take it, there's a risk involved. Um, yes. And the other thing I'll say is that there are some people and individuals who find this is where this is where it's a struggle for me. Um, I don't want to see gun rights, political content on LinkedIn. Right. And I have this like internal personal feeling of like, there are times when I feel like I should speak up in, even in a business forum about some things that other people are going to consider political and they don't want to see that Mm -hmm. for me. Um, and so uh, underlying that, I think there, there is actual risk potentially in there, absolutely but I guess I would say that there's also a way as a I think there are ways as a person to be a principled person in or a brand in what you talk about and say, this is where we are. This is where we stand. Um, And we're not we're not trying to say that's why we don't ever work with people who, you know, own guns or, you know, they, you know what I mean? Like, I think you can, I think you can have a oh, principled wait. stand on something. No? <laughs> and well, I mean, some, this is a whole nother episode, you know, choosing who you work with and for marketers and brands and, and how is. that but,
0: reflects on you as a business. Yeah, yeah. But
2: you know, we, we have, um, we have clients who I, I know are all over the map politically. On one hand, I don't want that to hold me back from speaking out about the things that are important and I think there are a lot of issues where that are are gonna be political differences that isn't mm-hmm. like a red line of like, okay, if you disagree with me on this issue, yep. I can't or can't work with you. So there's some there's some nuance there. Yep. Yeah. Just Here's like where my finding your goes. issues,
1: find well, yeah. your line, right? Yeah. yeah. Find the yeah. line. Well so and what I...
2: about can I just ask like what about the the clients or the marketers out there who have different perspectives on this. What's your do you have different advice for someone who like disagrees or or would come at some of similar or different issues with kind of equal um, passion when it comes to what they should be and how they shouldn't be responding.
0: Well, I think sorry, Paige, do you mind if I jump in really quick here? I I was just going to say <laughs> I was just going to say I think it's really important it goes back to the beginning of what we were talking about and one of our fellow marketers and story brand certified guides just wrote this in the chat that it goes back to knowing what your brand stands for Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. that's foundational to how you respond when something happens. So not only do you have to figure out how you're going to respond and, and then what you have to know foundationally, what's important to you to be able Mm -hmm. to move forward. And I think one thing that a lot of, a lot of customers and, people and your potential audience are looking for is not one off action, but ongoing consistency that, that says they told us that was important to them. Now, where, where is the fruit of that? Where where is the action as a result of that statement that they made now? What?
1: Yeah. Uh, so Sarah, uh, who, who raised this point, uh, made a reference to the CEO of Gravity Payments and says he's really vocal about workers' rights and fair wages, and he's very vocal about it on LinkedIn all the time, not just when there's big news around the issue. Notably, um, and this is is Paige talking, notably, you know, Gravity Payments is a a tech business, right? And there have been, uh, as of July 25th, roughly 40 bazillion tech <laughs> industry layoffs in mm. the past couple of months. and yeah. being a, an outspoken CEO around labor, workers rights, good pay, um, is, you know God forbid gravity payments has to do a you know a round of big layoffs because he is going to get dragged yeah. um, and and it would it would be a real shame to, you know, to see that happen. Um, so which is
0: part of that risk that I think Matt is talking about.
1: mm -hmm. So Matt, to answer your question, um, I, I think that the advice goes to either end or anywhere along the political spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if, if when the Uvalde shooting happened and you were, you know, if you were called to make a fat donation to the nra (laughs) let them know you know let people know if you are a person who leans that way uh politically and you're still listening to this podcast (laughs) bless your heart um like (laughs) i i love Mm -hmm. that there maybe is something in this podcast for people who don't think like like me Mm -hmm. or like us politically Um, so you know thank you for being here Um, I'm often real mean about folks like you. So I'm (laughs) glad you're here listening. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a really good question, but I I don't think that the advice Mm -hmm. changes, um, if your political leanings aren't in alignment with, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the direction that our conversation has been headed in.
2: I, I think about, I mean, I think about brands like like Hobby Lobby or or Chick fil A, there's I something. Think about them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think part of it is there's a, there's a thing happening right now where brands want to be everything to all people, and then Absolutely. they don't end up having any clarity. And in some ways, there's a helpfulness for a brand to have some clarity around what they care about and stand for so that people can make informed decisions so that they can you know rather than hiding you know there's a lot of brands who are who are spending a lot of money giving to politicians and then having completely different like public viewpoints and and postings on things and, and so maybe there's a little bit, a little bit of something, maybe a little refreshing where a, when a brand tells you what they are, you know, you can, you can at least then make a decision, even if you yes. don't agree with them. And so that that's where, you know, maybe we can even offer a little, little bit of, you know, kudos to brands who make that decision. There's some that I'll decide, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to participate or, or buy from you because of that. Mm -hmm, But in a sense, we're saying the same thing about ourselves is, you know, if, if me being outspoken about, you know, black lives matter movement means that you're not going to hire us as a marketing company because that's part of our perspective. Right. That's, that's a decision that, that I'm very comfortable with. And I'm, I'm happy that you know, Just qualified yourself out.
1: Congratulations.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's, you know, that's that's part of my, my, uh, messaging voice and tone work is like, let's, let's establish not just who your people are, but also Mm -hmm. who your people aren't. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in the midst of redoing my website right now, um, to revolve around radically empathetic marketing. And I got a lot of language on there that folks are going to have absolutely no confusion Mm -hmm. around that they are, (laughs) Welcome to, uh, find the exit if they don't like, Mm -hmm. and that's really important to me. Um, I want people to know who I am before we even get on a discovery call, right? Like let's not waste any of our time. Mm -hmm. You can, you
0: can. Let's not have this surprise later. Oh my gosh, we're not compatible as companies working together. Mm -hmm. Like you can know from the get-go, you know, brands talk a lot about and marketers talk even more about because it's so a core of what we do is helping companies pare down, like not niche down, but like figure segment your audience so that you know who you're speaking to and who your customer you want to go after is like, that's a really great way to qualify some people either into or out of your business. Because the reality is people do make those buying decisions. People do align with like-minded businesses and so you have mm-hmm. to decide is that is this an area where i want to do that and it may feel like taking a stand but you're also going to have the the benefit and the the detractive nature of my statement is going to make more people that are like minded yep. interested in me and the reverse is also true that people are going to leave and so you just have to mm-hmm. evaluate as a business how comfortable you are with that. Mm-hmm. And and I would I, hope that you I would hope that you are comfortable with that because it I think that
1: That's integrity.
0: It's a t- exactly. So yeah. much of this, so much of what we're talking about comes down to intentionality in your mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And in the words that you say, in the it, it, and you know, Paige, as we talk about some of the other ways that brands like the the what's next of it all yeah. uh, you know, I think you have to be intentional about like where you advertise, right yes,
1: yeah, um, yeah, and there's that's another place, especially with big businesses, you know, mm-hmm. there are often calls for businesses to, hey, what are you doing still advertising on fox and and things like that, where again, we're very into left leaning territory, but um <laughs> you know if even if it's a an ultimately lucrative arena for, you know, for your business, you have to decide, like, do I want my advertising budget to Mm -hmm. support the messages that are coming out of these media platforms? And, you know, there's, there are so many ways to show that you have skin in the game. Um, Matt, was it, it was, it was you, you wrote a post on LinkedIn, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, about time versus money and how you can have skin in the game in a cause, mm-hmm. not just by making a big donation, but also by giving your time um, and how valuable a resource that can be. So, you know, if, you know, having a a volunteer event um, where, you know, your whole team goes to... Um, I don't even know where your whole team engages <laughs> in helping a community heal from something. Or, um, you know, if if your cause is uh, is hunger, you know, going uh, and helping your local food depository package up canned goods or or something like that, like that's another way to say, hey, this is something we care about. And here is our material contribution to what's going on, um, you know. Jose Andres and the World Kitchen um, in, you know, disaster response around the world. I know he did a ton of engagement in the Ukraine, um, at at least at the beginning. I know, uh, and these are all food industry people, but like Guy Fieri uh, donated, like came and cooked for first responders right. during the California wildfires and has stepped up big time. But um that again is saying like, hey, this is a thing I care about and I am giving of myself in a way that I I can be confident that I am actually helping by giving these people mm-hmm. delicious food when right. they need it most, making them feel supported. Um, and, and any time, money, et cetera, that I put toward this is time that I am not able to you know, directly invest in my capital B business, I guess. Right. So, and the other thing is simply raising awareness, right? Like not just making it about you, but using your platform to raise awareness about, um, you know, particularly about grassroots organizations. Like I, the abortion thing is really close to my heart. So like I have seen so much like, oh, X business is making a, big ass donation to Planned Parenthood. Listen, Planned Parenthood is fine. Um, Planned Parenthood has corporate underwriters. They have um, honestly they have corporate interests. Um, Don't give money to Planned Parenthood. They're fine. Um, But there are grassroots organizations where if again, if you have the appetite for the potential controversy that will come out of this, signal boost the message of an organization like, say, the Chicago Abortion Fund, the Lilith Fund, grassroots organizations that are that know what they're doing, that are making a huge impact in their local areas. Like figure out, is there a local connection that we like, if your business has a local component to it, how can you really dig in, even if it is monetarily? um, And how can you help other people who may be feeling powerless or like they they need another avenue to help them heal Yeah. how can you help them with that
2: yeah.
1: um, mm-hmm. so that can be another way to make a more material contribution the other side of that is actually asking your audience your prospective and current customers hey join us in having yeah skin in the game Um, raising awareness about or partnering with those grassroots organizations can be one important part of that too Um, you know offering a a donation match um, offering and this is this is a little iffy but you know offering a, a discount or some sort of bonus for folks who make a donation or you know can like send you a screenshot of of whatever or they've retweeted something, I don't know, right. offering an incentive to them and saying, hey, like, we don't want to take your dollars and put them toward our own tax benefit or, you know, pile up our donations from your money. But like, hey, if you want to go mm-hmm. out, make a contribution like we want to stand in right. solidarity with you in the mm-hmm. only way we know how, which is giving you a discount code. Honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. Um." It's, it's probably like in the low hanging fruit territory, Mm -hmm. but it's still fruit. Yeah. It's probably delicious.
0: And I, I would, I would say that if you have cultivated an audience that cares about a lot of the same things you do, maybe not to the extent that you do, but are interested, you don't, I wouldn't even call that low hanging fruit because even lower is just inviting people To come along with you on the journey that you're on and say, hey, this is important to us. We're giving and you can do this, too. Because one of the things that we talk about as StoryBrand certified guides and in the StoryBrand framework is how important a good call to action is. And that even if it feels like like Mm -hmm. calls to action are not pushy sales tactics. They can be, but done well even though you think your audience knows what you want them to do, they st- people are begging us to invite them to do something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people just don't want to burn the calories to think about what they should do next. Yep. If they if they see if their reaction to your post is, yes, I totally agree. Now what? The next natural step for you as a brand is to say, love that here's what's now what and giving them the opportunity to do something with you whether or not you offer them a discount or you know whatever as an incentive sometimes it the incentive is just inviting people to be a part of something because all of us are looking to be a part of different things in our lives and so if your audience resonates with the things that are important to you as a brand inviting them into it can be as valuable as making a purchase and maybe even more so, because if I know a brand is intentional, I'm going to want like the favorability aspect. Uh, I just saw a really great post from another story brand guide, Clark Campbell, uh, who was flying on Delta with uh, his kids and his, he he posted about this on Instagram like yesterday and said, his daughter said, dad, are all Delta Flight attendants that nice, and he was like, "No, you know, anybody can have a bad day, right? <laughs> like, it's not like every person you're going to encounter. But, you know, by and large, the the people who work for a company like Delta have a way about them that communicates in that way. And so, what is and and his his point with it was, even if the even if the people that you're marketing to aren't your intended audience today like his kids aren't going to be buying delta tickets anytime soon right they're young no. enough that that's not happening yet it's
1: becoming yet. ingrained
0: but you're building brand awareness with them by through kindness mm. and so and there's literally nothing financial in the immediate for delta in doing that but the long-term We talk a lot about how much more valuable a long-term customer is than constantly having to go out and get new customers. If you can figure out a way to make your customers stick to your brand for the long term, you're going to have a lot more value with them in the long run. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, just by being intentional as a brand, it doesn't even have, like you may not see a boost in sales by doing some of this stuff right away. But over time you are becoming known. REI didn't just wake up and decide to start caring about this stuff. They've been doing it <laughs> yep. for a long time. It's and so way when people under think the surface of, in their right, iceberg. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it has to it goes back to what Sarah Hackman was talking about. It has to be to the core of who you are. It's, it's not it's not performative. It's yeah. a cultural mm-hmm. shift for you as a brand.
1: I think that leads into my final and I'm I'm sensitive to time here but I think that leads into my final point that it really behooves us to remember that marketing at its very core is people communicating with other people. Yeah. And during times of tragedy and turmoil we it's really easy to feel Isolated and hopeless and unmoored. And if we as businesses, as marketers can remind people, hey, we're made up of humans. Um, we're not just here to sell you, you know, this this tube of lipstick or what? Mm-hmm. where did lipstick come from? By the way, but like we're not just here to sell you this thing or yeah. give you this service. Like we see you, we mm-hmm. know that you are being affected by this lived experience because so are we. Um, creating community is is not just important for our bottom lines, like it is important to help keep us afloat as yeah. as humans. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I I've been really fortunate in the past several months in particular to start attracting clients who care deeply about a lot of the same things that I do, who I can connect with as humans, and who are really eager to implement empathy into the work that they're doing. And at the times when the world feels Darkest to me, it feels so soothing to be able to mm-hmm. engage in client work with these people who show up with their whole humanity yeah. every day, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, then and it doesn't it doesn't feel as much like work. It doesn't. It the ick mm-hmm. factor is not there because right. they understand the people to people factor mm-hmm. as well. So that you know, is my closing point. <laughs>
2: I, I don't know if you're working on this already because I know you've put a lot of thought into this, but it it seems like something that could be really helpful for a marketer or or a brand because we're thinking how do we respond personally, how do we sure. respond for our businesses, and then how do we think about this for our clients? That there, maybe maybe we need a there's like a checklist like what happens next time a, mm-hmm. the big thing that takes over the news cycle happens. What's the checklist that you as a brand are going to go I love down? That. Yeah. And, and actually here here's the, uh, the other the one crisis is checklist. you also need, My goodness. you also need the, the check yourself list, right? Like, cause I think brand, like, what are we going to do? And then also I feel like there's this companion list of like, are we okay? Is this performative? Is yeah. this for our own benefit? Am I personally ready to engage in this, in this topic? So, you know, I think there's that a, a, maybe, maybe there's years? a big one.
1: There's, yeah, a, uh, there's a topic that I that I didn't get into um, at the beginning. I just forgot to mention it. There's a concept known as newsjacking, um, mm. where a business will stick their ass into an issue because they, they want to be relevant, they, mm. they think they can make a statement. Um, Pepsi comes to mind. I believe they had <laughs> a Super Bowl commercial a few years ago um, that yeah. took place at a uh, Black Lives Matter protest um where the police were um agitating and Kendall Jenner walks through the crowd um a light-skinned woman um of i believe armenian descent but essentially a white passing woman um walks up to one of the cops and hands him a pepsi yeah, I
2: remember and
1: that. um you know the the idea that a carbonated beverage can bridge across difference and yeah um, and Police violence, um, boy, they heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the to the point where they uh, they ended up pulling the ads. But mm-hmm. um, you know, on that checklist should be: Are we genuinely engaging because we care, or are we newsjacking? Are we, yeah. uh, you know, self servingly jumping into this issue because it is the uh, the cause celebre of the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I I think that's a great idea. And we have actually a couple of branding professionals in the, uh, the quote unquote audience today um, who I I know.
0: No quotes necessary.
1: They are the audience. They are the audience. (laughs) We're doing this live. We're doing it live. Um, Who, you know, I, doing that deep dive into what is your brand's mission, their vision, their values? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your why? What do you stand for? That's all part of a true branding, uh, true branding work. And, uh, you know, so it's it's not just having a pretty logo, right? It's actually considering, mm-hmm. like, yeah. what are the underlying underpinnings of who you are as a business and how are you going to let that drive you? Um, right. So, Matt, I... Um, Free lead generator idea, guys. Um, a <laughs> ch- checklist for how to how to show up next time. There's something That's awful. Right. Um, probably, yeah. Probably tomorrow, um, yeah. and it doesn't even matter wh- when you're listening to this. Probably tomorrow, something right. bad's gonna happen.
0: Probably by the time we're done recording this, we're gonna get <sighs> off of this broadcast and realize there's something like, wow, it's a good thing we recorded this today because oh this yikes.
1: Happened. You know, so, we speech- we joke, but golly, <laughs> and right stuff out
0: there. And speaking of finishing this broadcast and and getting back to what's (laughs) happening, we are doing these episodes live. We do record them live with audience members who are able to ask questions as we discuss these topics. And so we have a question from our audience uh, that is, how do you balance showing up as your brand and respond to events connected to your brand's values versus processing the hard news as a human?
1: That is a question. Um, and my instinct in answering it is, uh, you have to put on your oxygen mask first. Um, especially if you're, if you're showing up as a personal brand, absolutely do not feel pressured to say something because you think, you know, you need to be on top of this issue. Um, when, when the shooting in Uvalde took place, um, there was a lot of criticism of brands uh, who didn't turn off their marketing automations. And yep, that Mm -hmm. sucks. It sucks that some unneeded automations went live in the hours, the days, whatever, after the shooting took place. But I think it's also important to hold space for the fact that there are humans behind those, those marketing actions and Mm-hmm. We don't know what that team, like the person who would have been responsible for clicking ah, hell no, don't activate automation. You know, maybe they, you know, realized that uh, a bunch of kids died in the next town over and they yeah. were busy holding onto their children for dear life, right? Mm-hmm. And they they didn't think, oh, maybe I should turn off that automation. So Compassion, <laughs> compassion for yourself, <laughs> compassion for other people. Um, it's not we don't market in what or at least I hope we don't market in a 24-hour news cycle. Um, like we are building our brands, we are building relationships, um, we're we're building, you know, we're building our businesses over the long term. And you know, if you push yourself to be like yeah. the first company to make yeah. a statement about something, you a have you know a much higher chance of getting it wrong, um, and b like no one's handing out stickers for being the first person to have a say in something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, if it's something that's it's important for you to show up on. As a consumer, I would much rather see a, a statement or an action take place a little bit a little bit later um, yeah. and have it feel heartfelt and genuine and you know give me a sense of brand continuity than
0: yeah.
1: worrying about, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting yeah. something up um, in, in service of doing it.
0: And there's a balance to it for sure. Because like that clock runs out at some point, right? You suddenly, like at a certain point, if you take too much time, you've missed the opportunity to, to make that statement in a way that's most of, like, you start to trail off on it, the effectiveness of, of, of that statement. But one of the most effective things, I love the, the idea page that you said of put on your oxygen mask first. Before helping others, like and and to me, like I always laugh in the in the airline like safety card Mm -hmm. where it's always like a mom helping the kid Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. their mask, and it's like you think about that, and and anybody that's a parent is like, I'm not putting my mask on first while my kid is (laughs) like, you laugh about that, but also you are not, and this is true in marketing, and this is true in our lives. You are not effective if you are not bringing everything. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. All those, all those,
1: uh, those tired phrases are super true.
0: (laughs) They're tired because they're relatable because we Mm -hmm. all experience it. And so one, one of the most effective things that I've seen a, a company do is have a, have someone at the company after something has happened, post something that says, we've got some big feelings about this and we're gonna get to it, but hang with us while we just process what's happening and so that to me has been a really valuable way to say this is important to us but we want you to know that we're going to be thoughtful in how we respond give us a second and then that is what gives your brand as the people who work behind it the opportunity to process that themselves and then come together and say okay what is the statement that we want to make as a business
1: Yeah, acknowledging your humanity is never a bad idea. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. you know, to, Matt, to your point from earlier, you know, if if you feel called to make a statement about something like Black Lives Matter, and you simultaneously realize, like, hey, we're coming from a place of you know huge white male privilege, we understand that we need to do better. What a great time to say, hey, we're committing to. Hiring more people to contracting more, you know, black women, mm-hmm. et cetera, designers to help us with projects like, right, can be that that's that can be a good uh-huh. a good thing to do. Yeah, um,
0: yeah.
2: We should so, uh, we should transition here
1: um, yes. to I the the
2: kind of <laughs> end end here. But some someday we're just gonna have a an episode that's about like. I don't know sports or uh, Simpsons episodes I think, or something. Uh, I think something I'm going to be out of
1: town that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when is that? Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, should we Let's sh- talk should we about shift over something to... that
0: we can't stop thinking about?
2: Yeah, like, that's, that's Matt, what I'm
0: thinking about. Matt, what is something that you can't stop thinking about?
2: Well, I'm uh, Paige. You can just hop off right now if you want. Um, <laughs> I, I.
0: It's time for a sports intermission,
2: Matt. No, it, it totally is. I'm I'm not I'm not a great athlete. Um, at some point, I I kind of s- lost a little bit of interest in the NFL. And in the past five years or so, um, I've been really enjoying watching Premier League soccer. And so, uh, it's an it's an interesting year. The season is starting early uh, in August, and so I've been following a lot of uh, Arsenal Football Club news. Uh, and so. You know it's bad when I it's the off season and I have like two Arsenal podcasts that I'm listening to Ooh. each week. Um Just learning about transfer news and, and things like that. But we got we got a new striker. Uh They just signed a new left back. That's pretty interesting. I can just see your eyes glazing over. But that's I mean that's pretty much the thing that I can't let like, go of right now. I've been I've been following and and excited for the Sounds new awesome. soccer season to start <laughs> up.
1: I watched a preseason hey, game
2: like- the other day and that was a lot of fun. So. Nice,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> Paige, how about you?
1: How about me? Um, I I had something, and it left <laughs> me um, because because I'm supposed to be hosting a copywriters club right now, and I'm like, uh, time. <laughs> it's a construct. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm I'm going on a vacation this this week i'm leaving for cape cod in a few days and i am really just looking forward to a little getaway and uh breathing some different air and i kind of can't stop thinking about how many oysters i'm gonna eat so (laughs) i guess (laughs) that's that's what's on my mind um (laughs) yeah what about you david what are you thinking about
0: one thing that i have not been able to stop thinking about probably over the last couple of weeks, but especially this last week, uh, we a few weeks ago on the podcast, I talked about one thing that I couldn't stop thinking about, which was the opportunity through World Relief to uh, partner with them and provide a space in your home for refugees that need a place like temporarily uh, as they're you know on their journey, either requesting asylum or, or a refugee being resettled somewhere. homes are needed to. Have these people uh, in in places, and I've had as a result of that, we've gotten involved with that. And what I can't stop thinking about are the number of families that I've met just through a family that's staying with us. They they feel this way, and pretty much every family I've met that is that is a refugee in a refugee situation coming here to the United States is that they say we can't wait to get where we're going because we can't wait to start working to help other people. And mm. so one of the things that we hear a lot about culturally in the United States is that that refugees and immigrants are are here to use use the services that our government provides and you know whatever. And there's a whole political basket of snakes (laughs) to talk about in that but like just i I can't stop thinking about that these families are just like put us to work let's do this let's help others and that they're so passionate about that Mm. and how cool that is that's
1: awesome
0: i you know that's just it it, the reality is one of the things that's always going to be happening around us in the marketing it, it, where our world is at today, and especially as it relates to our marketing, is that there there is always going to be tragedy and turmoil. You are always going to be able to queue up this episode and have it be relevant because there's going to be something that is happening around us. Whether you're listening to that today in July of 2022 or 10 years from now or 50 years from now, that's going to be relevant. And so as businesses, let's be intentional. We are... Thinking, feeling humans both on the marketing side and we are thinking, feeling humans as customers and potential audience. So Correct. that is why we've started this podcast. We are three marketers that really do believe that there's a way to market our businesses ethically and effectively at the same time. And empathetically. So this, and empathetically, thank you. <laughs> empathetically, effectively, all the ease. All, all the, the ease.
1: ease. I, lo- I love I yeah. love repeating letters in my copy. That's not that's Absolutely. not a not a tired thing at all. Yep. This is awesome, <laughs> well, guys. Well, that is it.
0: That is it for this week. I'm David Hepburn. I'm Matt Banker.
1: I'm Pageworthy, And you can find all the things that you want on our website. HelloFirstNamePod.com. And please rate us, review us, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for we'll coming. We'll see you
0: next time. I am